I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. La Dolce Vita. But wine turns to vinegar. If your cork dries out. Mm. <laughs> I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? You want coffee? Anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Hey, it's Nadia now, and this segment is especially for those mini glisteners and parents of mini glisteners out there. Hello. Huh. <laughs> Hello. What's up? So what I want to explain, first of all, is the stress and the pain and the agonizing craziness of I ready. I ready. I ready. So what is exactly I ready? I don't know. It's a software that we do every day at school that tries to make you learn. We have to do 30 minutes of math and 30 minutes of reading every day. It's like an hour a day we're losing on that thing. It's crazy. Like, I really don't understand that. Me either. Every day, an hour literally disappears. You learn absolutely nothing on it. Nothing. It's too easy and too repetitive. 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 You're bored and there are stupid characters like Plory or Yoop who are like so stupid. They're like, Yoop did it! Like, no, I don't want that kind of encouragement that has Yoop Yoop in it. Yoop, did you break the Eggatron again? Sorry, Plory. iReady is basically a platform where you're supposed to learn, just like Duolingo. It threatens you. Why? Because if you get like a 50% or under, it makes you retake the lesson. You get a 50% or under, retake it again. Again. You get another 50% or under, you retake it again. Again. And it's a never ending cycle of craziness. <laughs> so basically, there's this petition online. You have to get 50,000 signatures. So far, it's 36,000 people who signed it. Why do we need 50,000? I don't know. So that they can finally show this to, like, the school CEO or iReady CEO and make it shut down. Or, or Joe Biden. That sacred flame still burns. So what, like, who had the audacity to create iReady? Some crazy person. <laughs> There's not even a Wikipedia page about it, which I find surprising. This is very sus. Absolutely. Wikipedia has everything. It already doesn't want to be known, except in schools, to torture you. So at my school, everybody hates it. Absolutely hate it. Except this one kid, he loves it. Kevin. He loves anything that has schoolwork and cars in it. 
I literally would rather sit in a room for one or two hours with someone I hate to not go on iReady. Like, I, I would do that. Or I would just sit in my school bathroom until they went to find me. I would rather eat cardboard than do iReady. Like, seriously. It's not okay. It's freaking torture for the kids. And it's it doesn't even teach you anything. Everybody, please sign the petition. It's on change.org. Type in in your search bar, ban iReady change.org ban i ready change.org markers signed 50 times please please everyone who listens to my segment i'm crossing my fingers here sign 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 the petition and take make your friends sign it and i ready will disappear from the world Woo! Woo! good morning listeners i am tim english with sound the likes Today we look at the similarities between TLC's 1995 hit Waterfalls and Paul McCartney's song from 1980, also called Waterfalls. Listeners familiar with the more obscure corners of Paul McCartney's solo catalog were likely to have had a feeling of deja vu when they first heard TLC's mega-hit Waterfalls in 1995. Why? The song shared the same title and opening line or so of McCartney's song. In a 2007 interview, McCartney singled out Waterfalls when asked to name one of his songs that he felt should have been a bigger hit. He went on to say, quote, somebody had a hit a few years ago using the first line, don't go jumping waterfalls, please stick to the lake. And then it goes off into a whole other song. It's like, excuse me? Unquote. Well, excuse me! Although McCartney stated that he felt he'd been ripped off, a closer listen reveals that the first lines are similar but not exactly the same lyrically. And as McCartney indicated, the remainder of this TLC song has little in common with McCartney's Waterfalls. Aren't we making this whole bloody thing into more than it is, actually? I mean, really? TLC's Waterfalls was the biggest hit of their career and one of the biggest songs of 1995, remaining at the top of Billboard's singles chart for seven weeks. That's a mighty long time. The video of the song showed the group appearing to dance on water and would go on to be awarded the Video of the Year at the MTV Music Awards. Sadly, TLC's Lisa Lopes, the co-author of Waterfalls, was killed in a Guatemala car crash in 2002. McCartney's Waterfalls was from his do-it-yourself made-at-home album McCartney 2. John Lennon had high praise for what he called the freaky-deaky home studio version of the song coming up. On hearing Waterfalls, he said that Paul sounded depressed. The underrated Canadian band Sloan did a sped-up version of Waterfalls on the 2001 McCartney tribute album, Listen to What the Man Said. Perhaps the song would have had more success had McCartney recorded it that way originally, instead of as a ballad. Maybe. Advising you not to go jumping Waterfalls. This is Tim English with Sound of Likes.
Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. A curious footnote to American presidential history can be found on a seaside lane in Long Branch at the Jersey Shore. It's a monument that marks the death site of our 20th president, James Garfield. But Garfield was shot in Washington, D.C. in 1881, and his body is buried in his native Ohio. So how did this president come to breathe his last breath on this sandy New Jersey beach? I don't know. On July 2nd, 1881, Garfield was walking through a DC train station when a deranged gunman named Charles Gattu fired two shots at him from a 44 caliber revolver. One shot grazed the president's arm and the other lodged in his abdomen. Garfield was taken to the White House where doctors tried to locate the bullet by probing his wound with their unsterilized fingers, puncturing his liver in the process. Then, inventor Alexander Graham Bell tried to find the slug by using a crude metal detector he'd designed. Bell thought he'd located it, so the doctors prodded around some more. But actually, he just detected a metal mattress spring in the bed beneath the prostrate president. Despite being treated with opium enemas and a diet of broth and whiskey, sometimes administered rectally, oh my God. Garfield's condition worsened. His weight dropped 70 pounds in just six weeks. His chief physician, Dr. Dr. Bliss, yes, his given name was actually Doctor, <laughs> decided Washington's summer heat wasn't helping Garfield's recovery and suggested he convalesce in the sea air of Long Branch, a popular vacation spot for Garfield and six other U.S. presidents throughout its history. The president was transported by train to an oceanfront cottage where he died 12 days later, only 200 days into his presidency. That's sad. Yeah. Only William Henry Harrison's term of 31 days was shorter. At his trial, Gattu claimed the doctors had really murdered Garfield and not his bullet, and he might have been right. 
Garfield's autopsy revealed the bullet didn't strike any major organs. Gattu's defense didn't work, though, and he was soon executed. The town of East Passaic, New Jersey, would later change its name to Garfield in honor of the fallen president. But the cottage where he died is long gone, replaced by a beachfront mansion. On his lawn sits what looks like a tombstone bearing the presidential seal, commemorating a historic death at the Jersey Shore. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Do you fear death? No, I'm ready. Whenever he calls me, I'm ready. Because I have no fears, no nothing. I pray at night. I get up in the morning, sometimes I go to church. You know, there's a reason for everything in life, and I am accepting it. I don't go backwards, I'm just living my life, trying to help people, trying to talk to people. I will do this until they finish. You got a dog or a cat? I don't have no animals. But you know, it's amazing how animals come to me. You'd be surprised. You think they sense your inner goodness? Uh, well, there has to be something. <laughs> <laughs> I live a normal life, let's put it that way. Uh, don't forget, I never had an education. I had only finished seventh grade. I never had a college education. But yet I got a brain to tell me to do the right thing. And I listened, and that's what I got. You lived through World War II? Yeah, yeah. Korea. In fact, I had a brother who passed away in the Army in Second World War on the ship. They found the ship, but they never found the bodies. The ship was destroyed. And he was 19 years old when he went on the, uh, the service. And I was only young. I was only a little girl then when he went. You remember him? Oh, yes. I remember my whole family. What beautiful family I had. I had aunts in Jersey. I had a beautiful family. That's one thing I can say. They were all good to me. Do you ever feel them around you, their presence? Yes, yes. That's what's making me feel good. My family, the people that were good to me, and the people that I meet now, and they, I talk to them and they talk to me, and I meet strangers sometimes that talk to me. You'd be surprised how my brain is working. How do you feel when you hear those church bells? Very good. You know. Pretty, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You make me want to go to church. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. There's so much despair, so much worry. It is. People out of work, people without money. That's what I'm trying money. to say. What, what, uh, is there hope? We need well, hope. I told give you. Us a, give us a... I told you this happened when they bombed the World Trade Center. Now, if they didn't bomb the World Trade Center, whoever did it... You don't think it was Osama bin Laden? No, I couldn't. I, I really don't know who it was because, you know, that didn't hit me on my... I just knew that was, it happened and that was it. And then every everybody went upside down. I mean, I feel sorry for the people who, whose minds are distracted and they don't realize what they're doing. Because if they realize what they're doing and they don't really know the good world that I lived in since 19, since I was a little baby, since I was a little girl, it was beautiful in those days. Nothing and, stays the same, does it? No, if, and I don't think it's ever gonna come back because it's up to the people's minds to start turning to the goodness of the world. Thanks, Clay. And while all the glisteners are pouring their cornflakes and preparing for the day, they might want to consider using yogurt instead of milk on their cereal. This isn't a medical segment, 
but there are some studies that suggest that yogurt is better for coronary health than milk. And in any event, it gives us our word of the week. What? Yogurt. Yogurt as a food seems to have been discovered by various cultures around the world, no pun intended, who what? let milk get all gross and lumpy. It's thought to date back to around the year 5000 BC, uh. but the word we get from the good people of Turkey, or Turkia, who pronounced it more like yogurt. Okay. And it was derived from a word used for condensing something. Eagle Brand sweetened condensed milk, the magic ingredient for luscious lemon chiffon pie. The Henry Ford of yogurt was a man named Isaac Carrasso, who industrialized its production in Spain at the beginning of the 20th century and named his company after his son, Danone. Frito-Lay. The company eventually expanded into the United States and Americanized its name to Danon. Cannon. Danon. Cannon. The cannons roar. The cannons roar. My mother loved yogurt, and I'll tell you a little story, if it's okay. Just get it over with. When my sister and I were kids in central Illinois, our dad decided one day it was time for us to get a dog. So we all loaded up into the family Pinto and drove out to a farm where they had some new puppies. On the way home, our new little puppy found my mother's empty yogurt container and started trying to eat the remains, getting her little snout stuck in the plastic cup. We thought it was hilarious. And we also thought it was weird that our mother ate that stuff to begin with. So we named our new friend Yogurt. Little did we know it wasn't so unusual a thing to eat. As I grew older, I came to find our family dog's name kind of embarrassing until someone else came along with the same name. De La Soul co-founder David Jude Joliker, AKA Plug2, AKA Trugoy the Dove. That third name being Yogurt spelled backwards. Rest in power, Trugoy. And back to you, Clay. Let's take a moment to visit with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay Pigeon. Hey, Sam. I missed you while I was gone. Cut the sentimental crap. I know you didn't miss me. Of course I did, Sam. I... Save it. What? I saw the pictures. You and that woman. Kirsten? I saw you living the high life. What? Skiing, boozing. Sam. All doped up. Doped up? And who knows what else? Me. We just went skiing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I had the best time of my life. You did? Rocking the house with Toddophonic Todd. Oh, Todd's great. So much better than you, dipstick. Sam. And Dan. Oh, God, Dan. Dan's incredible. That voice. I know. That English accent. You can't beat that. He is so much better. Better than me, I know, Your Sam. Your days are numbered. Okay, Sam, okay. Deal with it, numbskull. Why are you being so hard on you? Yeah. Because you abandoned me. Oh, come on, Sam, I didn't abandon you. Shut up. But I didn't abandon Shut up. Clam hammer. Clam hammer. You ran off on another one of your exotic vacations. They're weekend getaways. Call them what you want. Jeez, Sam. Don't jeez, Sam, me, egg juggler. Egg juggler? Did you bring me anything? Oh, bring you something? From your trip. Well, Sam, I... Did you bring me something? I forgot. A gift? I didn't, Sam. I'm sorry. That's the thanks I get. Sam, For I... all I do so selflessly. I'm sorry, Sam. Kept in a closet. Passed around from DJ to DJ like an old pack of gum. Imprisoned and forced to live 
on a diet of bran cyber nuggets. We do have you on the bran cyber nuggets. I want no. cocoa floaters. You can't have cocoa floaters. Why? Eat the bran until you make pellets. Ba wa wa ba wa wa boo hoo. I want ba wa wa ba wa cocoa boo hoo boo hoo floaters. Ba wa wa ba wa. Sam, come on, you're a grown computer. Cocoa floaters is a kid cyber nugget cereal. You didn't bring me anything. Sorry. At all? No. Stinky t-shirt. No t-shirt. Hat. No hat. Why? You cheap. No good. Sam! Turn it off! You so casually run off with that... My wife? That... Kirsten? Woman. Sam. Running off to Vermont with your cocaine. We didn't have cocaine. And your vape. And your edibles. Well... And then you slide down your little mountains. They weren't little, Sam. Later, you sit in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. Greased. Greased? And naked. I had my trunks on. All shrunken. Shrunken? Self-centered. Smug. Liquored up high and pink and Come on, Sam. Don't come on, me, tub farter. Tub farter? I'm sure you are. Play a song, Sam. You play a song. I play a song. On second thought. What? On hand, the mouse. Come on, Sam. Listeners, this is a song. We don't make mistakes, we have happy accidents. Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, Glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here. We're on the treadmill. Oh, it's windy and it's cold. Oh, my goodness. I thought winter was over, but it's back. I'm back, baby! With a vengeance. (laughs) All right, well, we're going to be running and painting and cooking. I got got some uh, kale here. So we're going to just go ahead and... What? uh, We're going to put that in the blender. Uh, along with some garlic. Get some garlic in there. Uh, some fresh garlic. Uh, squeeze that and get the... Don't don't use the uh, the leaves. Okay. Or the peels. Peel it. Peel it. Okay. Whatever you call that. Uh, it's like an onion kind of thing. Thing, 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 thing. I don't know what you call that on the back of the, the, the garlic. Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, and, 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 and then the onion is the same thing. It's got that what? peel. But is it a peel? What do you call... Let's get some uh, uh, lemons. Put some fresh lemons. Just throw the whole lemon in there. All right, let's blend that up. There we go. All right. There we go. A little olive oil in there. Now, we're going to put that in the pan. Put that in the pan and, 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 and what? fry those up here, okay? Okay. And let's just fry them in little patties. <laughs> However you want to do it. Patties or balls. <gasps> and, and this is an experiment. We're not sure this is going to work. Did I, did I tell you that we're going to put some uh, walnuts in there? No. Some kind of nut fragments of some sort. Get those in there, too, to get a little more protein. You could even, we could even throw in some what? peanut butter. All right, let's get back to our painting here. Or let's get to our painting. Uh, and uh, let's get some paint on the canvas. And I, the wind, I, I'm noticing the trees, you know, the trees, the wind, they kind of, they kind of move to the, Blah. move to the left. And sometimes they move to the right. They move to the left. The trees are blowing one way or another based on the way the wind is taking it. And let's try to capture that energy, try to capture the, all the possibilities that we have in life. Right on this canvas here, get that little tree. It's going to the left. I got it on the left. All right, let's get that little, little tree branch going on there, almost like it's gonna fall over. It's almost like it's gonna uproot it and that happens. 
you know, sometimes what? you hear it and then you see it in the news. Tree falls over. Be careful out there. Trees are falling over. But we're doing it all because what else can you do, guys? Do it all. Let's celebrate it all. Doing it all. We got a lovely kale dish here. We got a lovely painting. We got some exercise. We got a wonderful life ahead. Have a great weekend, Mr. Let's Paint. Bye-bye. Good morning, Clay Pigeon and all who glisten over breakfast. Who doesn't love breakfast? Karen. I'm Scott Williams, and I love breakfast. I know Clay Pigeon loves breakfast. Wouldn't you love to serve breakfast to Clay Pigeon? Not really. And an assortment of glisteners and wake crew? Good morning. Well, I'm here to offer you that very opportunity. I know you know all about the marathon, which starts up in just a few days. Of course. We got all the hot seats in the phone room covered. But not all the hot cakes in the kitchen. Boy, am I hungry. What are we having? Oh, oh, hot cakes. <laughs> We're looking for a couple more generous folks to make breakfast during the second week of the marathon. If that interests you, please email me at scott at wfmu.org and we'll make a plan. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is WFMU's Hit List. And here's Ernie Kovacs doing hot cakes and sausage on WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams and I'll see you this afternoon on your radio. Make me some hot cakes and sausage. Make them nice and brown. Hot cakes and sausage. Flip them upside down. I'm so tired of roaming. Gone from town to town. Made up my mind now. I'm gonna settle down. So mix them with some lovin'. You know the kind I mean. Then serve them with your huggin'. Some coffee and some cream. Hot cakes and sausage. Kiss me honeydew. Cause your brand of lovin'. Brought me home to you Put my pinto saddle down Said a sad goodbye Said so long to pals in town A tear was in my eye I took a ship for Paris, France And stopped to see a vet I asked her for a bite to eat She gave him crepe Suzette Make me some hot cakes and sausage Make them nice and brown Hot cakes and sausage Flip them upside down I'm so tired of roaming Gone from town to town Made up my mind now I'm gonna settle down On their 50th wedding anniversary, Henry presented Millicent with a colorful pair of lovebirds. Millicent was so taken with them that, at first, she doted on them constantly, talking to them, feeding them, and making sure they had plenty of water, and that their cage was covered over with a cloth at night so that they could sleep. How happy Henry was that Millicent loved the birds. He himself was a little indifferent, if the truth be known. Their raucous morning noisiness and constant flutterings within their cage were not things that he cared for. But he never let on, not wanting to upset Millicent or to sully the joy she felt tending to them and loving them. And over the years, the lovebirds thrived, the female even laying eggs, though they never hatched. Millicent cried, 
how she wanted so for there to be babies. She had never been able to have a baby of her own, barren as she was. But Henry never complained or expressed disappointment. You're enough for me, he'd say, and he'd head out into the garden to weed or just to sit and mutter at the sky. He had so many thoughts in his head. Henry was hard to reach, though Millicent had tried. He'd always seemed to be lost in some impenetrable world she couldn't enter. She believed he loved her, and she was right, he did. And she loved him, but what? he was difficult to know. Uh. A bit distant and not so affectionate, but reliable, hard-working, a good provider. So she gave all of her affection to the lovebirds, singing for them and keeping their cage clean. But despite all of that love, one night it was cold and a deadly draft came under the door and the little lovebirds died. She wept uncontrollably when she discovered them lying on the bottom of their cage. Oh, Henry, she cried, we've lost our little lovebirds. He just shook his head and went out to the garden. And then not soon after, Henry was gone too. She sits now muttering, staring at the sky, hoping her little lovebirds might fly by, looking for her Henry up in the sky, with the lovebirds and the angels in heaven on high, where soon she herself would go, and they all could be together forever in that sweet, by and by. And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, Jack LaLanne. Now, boys and girls, you know your job. Go get Mother wherever she is, and you tell her that Jack LaLanne is waiting. Come on now, run. That's it. All right, let's all get up on our feet now. Come on, that's it, especially you sitting. Put down your cigarette and your coffee, you gals, now, and let's go, huh? Forget no interruptions. Here we are, there you are, and here I am, so... Give me your undivided attention. Come on, just today, if you don't think it's the greatest thing you've ever done, then forget all about it. Get your chair, hang on to your chair with your right arm, extend your left leg right out to the side. Ready? It's good for the uh, little pat of fat you get here, and it's good for the upper part of the hip. Begin. One, and two, and out we go, and out we go, and out in. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Do two more. One, and two, one more and rest. That's it. Take a deep breath. Inhale through your nose. Blow it out. Oh, I'm sorry. I see we have some new students today, and you're wondering what this little puppy's doing over here. Little puppy? That's half. Come, half. Up. Oh. a boy. How you doing, Happy? Say hello to all the boys and girls. Come on. Say hello to everybody. Isn't he a big dog, huh? That's it. Go take him around. Go on. Goodbye. <laughs> I want you to extend your leg to the side, and as you do, lift your arm up at the same time. Ready? Begin. One, two, three, four. One, two, one. Elvarita, let's get that leg up. That's it, Elvarita. Higher. Good. Two, three, one, two. And rest. One, two. Now this next move we're going to do, we're going to do 
back leg extensions. We're going to extend our leg to the back and our arm at the back at the same time. Now let me explain. When you extend your leg to the back, you're getting everything from here clear to the small of your back. But principally it's working are the hips to uh, get rid of that old flab and to firm up the back porch. I'll show you how it's done first. Have you ever seen that pose? It's one of the famous uh, Greek statues, I think. Remember to lift your arms, go all the way out to the side. Now ready, begin. One, and two, and three, and four. Get up on your toe, and two, once more, and rest. Hey, we're looking like real fancy classical dancers, aren't we? Yow how. <laughs> Oh, I have a wonderful movement. I've been wanting to give you this for a long, long time, but it keeps slipping my mind. You can sure know this show isn't rigged. I don't even know what I'm going to do when I'm here. <laughs> Look. This time, I want you to lie down across your chair, face down. And we're going to concentrate for a moment right here, the back porch. Start with the left leg first, and we're going to lift the leg up as high as we possibly can. Keep your head up. One, head two, and right, and left, a little higher. You're bending your knee too much, dear. Keep that leg straight. One, Sally, point that toe. One, two, Myron, that's it, come on now. Camille and Hank, get those legs up. Well, my old watch tells me that. It's time to leave you. Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Today on Pop Rocks, we're off to England. Cool. Specifically, Manchester. Really? Well, even more specifically, Stockport, a small city located about seven miles southeast of Manchester. In 1975, two friends at Stockport College, Mike Finney, a singer, Hello. and Steve Perrin, a guitar player, Hello. decided to form a band called The Distractions. In a 2010 interview, Finney recalled that the pair initially bonded over a love of Roxy Music and David Bowie, which was probably something that happened a lot in the mid-70s. Absolutely. The first bass player to join the band was Lawrence Tickle. <laughs> Just in case you forgot we were in England. Okay. The first drummer was the aptly named Tony Trapp. What's up? By 1977, punk had taken hold and Tickle and Trapp were sacked. Okay. Well, goodbye. Hold it. The distractions expanded to a five-piece. With the arrival of another guitarist, Adrian Wright. How are you? Pip Nichols took over bass playing duties. Hello, everyone. I'm from England. And Alex Sidebottom took over the drum throne. You're right. The band was opening shows for the likes of Magazine, The Buzzcocks, and Joy Division, and in late 1978, they released their first record. Baby, just got to release me. A four-song, 12-inch EP called You're Not Going Out Dressed Like That. This caught the ear of... Tony Wilson. This caught the ear of... Tony Wilson. This caught the ear of... Tony. Factory Records impresario Tony Wilson, and the band recorded a single for the label that was released in September of 1979. Although Factory was still interested in the band, the distractions felt that Factory's focus on Joy Division was, you might say, what? a distraction. They signed a new deal with Island, perhaps lured, as drummer Sidebottom would later recall, by really nice Chinese meals and free Bob Marley albums. They'd released three singles and an LP for Island in 1979 and 1980, none of which troubled the charts. That's sad. Yeah. The last release from the band's initial run was a self-released single that came out in 1981, although there have been some scattered new and retrospective releases since. Let's hear The Distraction's first Island single, which is a new recording of a song that was also on their debut EP. From 1979, here's It Doesn't Bother Me. Some people try to just make others sad But you 
sacral chakra meditation that can help you to trust in your emotional intelligence helping your feelings to flow through you with ease when you feel stuck or rigid spend some time with this sacral chakra practice to connect to your emotional center sit so your hips are higher than your knees and the area around your low back and hips can relax. Before you find stillness, wiggle your pelvis forward and backward a few times, loosening up the space around the sacral center. Floating right in the middle of your pelvic bowl, midway between your navel and your pubic bone, visualize a beautiful, vibrant setting sun as it lowers over the ocean's horizon line the fiery orange light permeates your inner body and reflects off the gentle waves of the water beneath it as you breathe begin to imagine your breath as the ocean's waves inhalations pulling the waves to shore and exhalations withdrawing the waves back into the sea. Although your body is still, your breath never stops moving and you witness the suspension of the breath between rounds. As you meditate on the breath and the water element, picture any stuck emotional energy being washed over and through your system, clearing you from the inside out. You can chant the sound VAM to carry the vibration of the water element with you during and after your meditation. Till next time, may peace be with you. Hon, how soon will those pancakes be ready? Oh, now, Don, be patient. Well, I'm hungry. Well, they're almost done. I'm hungry. Well, what's going on in the news? Well, let's have a look here. You're frowning, Don. Well, the crime rate's up again. Oh, is it? 
How would you like your... You know how I like how them How would hard. you like your eggs done? I want them over hard. Well, I'm just checking, honey. After all these years. I'm just checking. After all these years. Morning, Dad. Oh, Jesus. Don, he's your son. Well, I'm just not ready for him yet. Morning, Mom. Tuck in your shirt, Gary. He's a little slob. I'm not trying to... Don, don't say slob. He's sloppy. Well, you need a shave, Don. I wish I did. You may never shave, Gary. I don't know if he will. I talk to my science teacher. Mr. Soft Pine. Lance Soft Pine. I like Mr. Soft Pine. Stay away from him, Gary. Gary. He's my science teacher. It is his science teacher. Do they really need I like science anymore. I like science. Well, I like art, too. Oh, brother. But it doesn't mean I can study it. Why not, Mom? She's a homemaker, Gary. I focus on the family. Thank you, Mom. Don't thank her, Gary. He can thank me. He does. He, no. He, uh, Gary. No stammering. Good morning, Daddy. Well, good morning, Cindy. Did you wash your hands, Cindy? She was picking her butt. I was not. Don't pick on her. She does pick her butt. She picks her butt. Don't tattle, Gary. No one likes a tattler, Gary. I'm hungry. Where's Cindy's waffle, hon? Mom's making your pancakes. Quiet, Gary. I'm trying to finish your pancakes, Don. I want my waffle. I'll be fed, and then we'll tend to the rest of you. Dad's the breadwinner. I can't wait for my pancake. Oh, 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 no. What's so funny? Here's your celery, Gary. No, I don't want celery. It makes you poop, Gary. Don. I don't need celery to... Well, it makes him go. <laughs> don't say poop, Gary. I said poop. Well, now Cindy said poop. Don. I want a waffle. I don't want celery. I get pancakes. Cindy gets a waffle. Copy, Gary. Gary gets celery. <laughs> When I was a boy, I'd have... Don, please. I'd have been grateful well, for... Well, here, Dad, have some celery. I'd have been grateful for that celery. Your father had to lick shingles. I know, lick shingles. He licked shingles for the lichen. Nutritious lichen. You were licking... Shingles. Licking lichen. He was licking lichen. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at him. Are my pancakes ready? Here you are, Don. Waffle. Oh, Don, should we let him have a waffle? Absolutely yeah. not, huh? <laughs> Quiet, Gary. Not until he's 24. 24. I wish my brother George was here. With daily reports about the most recent outbreak of avian influenza in the news following the role the highly contagious virus has played in devastating the North American poultry flock and its contribution to the egg shortage and price spikes being reported across the country. Bird watchers gazing out at their backyards may be wondering what? if it's still advised to hold off on feeding wild birds because of the risks of encouraging the transmission of the bird flu, uh -huh. or if it's finally safe to fill your feathered friend's feeders and help out those hungry songbirds again. The bird feed we sell is wild bird feed. They're already wild enough. I don't need them anymore, crazy, please. Well, even though researchers have reported that the disease has widely spread among species of waterfowl and raptor, the transmission among songbirds and other backyard bird feeder visitors is reported to be very low. Very low at only about 
According to researchers, since there's little risk of an outbreak among wild songbirds, and currently there's no formal recommendation to take feeders down, except except for those near vulnerable domestic poultry, most people can now feel free to feed those backyard birds again. Avian specialists just recommend that feeders and bird baths be cleaned more regularly as an added precaution. And although wild birds have naturally adapted to survive even the most extreme weather, other than helping them by providing a consistent supply of high-fat seeds and nuts to give them the calories and nutrients they need, there are also other things you can do to help them get through the worst winter conditions. These include providing a reliable source of water when other locations are frozen. And when storms are in the forecast, give them a place to find shelter like a dedicated birdhouse or a brush pile or even just a mound of loose grass clippings. Doing so will ensure that in the spring, the birds will be ready to get back to the vital work of keeping the insect populations in check. This is George for Wake Science. You gotta turn it down. Come on, Connie, it's red foley. I gotta tell you, Dink. Why? I've had it up to here with red foley. What are you doing, Rademaker? I'm exfoliating the place. What are you spraying, Rex? Smells like mum. Nobody wears mum anymore. Yeah, Dink. My mama did. Your mom wore mum? She was a big mum wearer. She used the cream. Did she? Come in a little jar. Cute little white glass jar. I'm done exfoliating. What is that stuff, Rademaker? Yeah, Rex. Right guard. Now you turned off my red foley. And I'm glad about it. Let's listen to a little. Don't be playing that. Yeah, no jazz, Rex. Ornette Coleman. Jesus. Sounds like his horn's broken. I gotta hear it. Rex. No. I gotta turn it. No. I gotta turn it down. You, my God, better turn it down, somebody. Shut up, Darty. This is the good part. Yeah, come on, Dick. Let's hear the good part at least. Gee, that sounds just like the other part. There are profound differences you are unable to perceive. Perceive this, Rademaker. Dicky, no. You shot your own stereo. I had to make it stop. I was just starting to warm to it. Were you, Connie? She's just being nice, Rademaker. I didn't hate that good part. Hey, you guys. What now, Rademaker? The jazz gets him all hopped up. Did you ever hear Maynard Ferguson? No. Hit, Rex. hit a high note? No, and I don't wish to. Check this out. Rex. Such embouchure. What the hell's that? Cheek muscles. Such clarity of tone. Help me here. Easy dinky. Playing this on my private boombox. You got a private? You got a little boombox. Box. Beautiful. Turn it down. Quiet. Turn it down. That music. That offer. Turn it down. That invitation. You're not going. Turn them down. All of them. Every stinking one of them. Turn them. Turn it down. And when you feel down, and morning has come, there's a new beat. A new drum. Oh, and you're playing them. And Pounding them in the brilliant sun that shines down from the heavens, all burning and proud. But then someone decides that the drums are too loud. It's a 
deafening sound. And then someone tells you, turn it down, turn it down. But you don't want to turn it down. TID. It stands for Turn It Down. Have you heard about TID? It's high time you did. I don't see why you don't like Red Foley. It's not that I don't like him, it's just... He's moved on from him, Dave. To that jazz crap free jazz Dougherty. It doesn't... Free jazz. ...cost any... You have to pay me to listen to it. Free your mind, Dougherty. Yeah, free your mind, Dinky. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.